Hey guys, welcome to West Town Weekly. We are so excited to be back here. I know it's been a minute since our last one. It's just a crazy time of the season. I am here with Caleb. Hey guys. And uh, we are really excited about this series. We're actually going to try to cover kind of two weeks worth yeah. of a series from the past two weeks and uh, kind of hit on both of those a little bit. And uh, and then uh, we'll, we're, we're hoping to be, at least I will hoping to be here next week with mm -hmm. a new another podcast and um and that'll be that'll be good so how you doing caleb i'm great i'm good. great i'm excited to talk about some christmasy stuff yeah for sure uh it's a it's a great time of the year especially for churches uh you have a lot of people who are interested that have kind of you know they're here for uh their once or twice a year yep. but We'll take it, and we'll uh, we'll try to minister to them the best that we can. Mm -hmm. So, um, so tell me about the series we're in. Yeah, well, we're going through. Uh, what we decided to do this year was, you know, go through the Advent uh, candles. You probably noticed that in our services, we've had folks each week read uh, scripture, and really, that's that's kind of an ancient kind of church practice. Um, but the the more our, our friends in the higher church, you know, more more formal uh, type church, um, use what's called the church calendar, and really, it's I think it's a pretty beautiful thing. We don't use it as much in in, in Protestant churches or you know in, in kind of non denominational churches, but it's really a it, it's a way of dividing up the year uh, to remember different parts of the Christmas or not just the Christmas, but the Christian story um, through the year. So, for instance, you know, at Easter. You have Easter, obviously, but the season leading up to Easter is called Lent. And you might know that people give things up for Lent. You, you give one thing up and you abstain from it from Lent. It's this um, kind of bodily reminder to engage in, you know, kind of uh, just surrendering things as you get close to Easter. Advent is, is sort of the same thing. It's just that kind of lead up to Christmas. Um, and traditionally, there are, you know, four weeks of Advent uh, plus Christmas itself. Um, and each of those weeks represents something. Uh, so, for instance, we've talked about hope and joy so far. We're going to talk about love and peace. And on Christmas Eve, we'll talk about light. It's just a cool tradition that's been around for a long time. And we decided this year to, uh, to use that tradition as the springboard for our sermon series and to really take each week and unpack you know, what each of those words mean and how it connects to, to Jesus and the birth uh, story and also just uh, the story of God as a whole. Cool, uh, yeah. That's it's lighting those candles mm -hmm. has been around forever. It's a kind of a I think it's kind of a nod to the uh, Jewish holiday Hanukkah, uh -huh. where they lit one every they would light one every night and yeah. uh, and and it represent didn't represent the birth of Christ, yeah. uh, but the 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 the, the temple being rededicated yeah. and won back from uh in the big big win and I, the those type of things are so they have so much meaning and mm -hmm. you can uh, just dig and dig and dig and in, into uh, whether it's advent or any kind of yep. time around this holiday and just find out uh, uh, a lot yeah. from those. Well, that's uh, one of the things I love about that kind of stuff is that it doesn't have to become like a it doesn't have to become a law, right? But it is it's Sometimes we get weary of tradition. It's like, I, I think we live in such a digital, like, interconnected, fast-paced world that to actually 
take the time to like do something as simple as lighting a candle and just coming around the sacredness of like bodily doing something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's beautiful. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and is, I was bringing it back to Hanukkah. That's a lot of what, that's how Trish, uh, Jewish, which is where we get our roots from. Uh-huh. Jewish celebrations are is very, yeah. you know, do this in this order, do this special thing, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and I, I, it's just hard to not look at that and go, hey, we do something very similar to yeah. that every year, and uh, and we even do it ourselves within our families, and we don't even really know it. It's like right. we have the same person cut the turkey every year. We yep. have the same person cook it. We this you know yep. the, maybe one person the same person prays. Every year, or maybe before Christmas, night before Christmas, you have a routine. You know, you let yep. your kids open one, get whatever it is. Yep. We have these traditions uh, that a lot of times, sometimes is maybe nothing, but a lot of times has some kind of special meaning to mm-hmm. it. So, so it's yeah. a it's a it's a cool idea. Now, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about uh, hope. Hope. We talked about hope. And uh, I was excited for this one, uh, for that one. It's um, because uh, it's it is just so much of what our faith is built on. Mm-hmm. And man, there's just so much there that you why why can you talk about hope when you're when Jesus was born? And, and that, yeah. that I, I was really excited for that lesson. Same, I was too. And I love. I mean it. it the thing I tried to do in that sermon a little bit was just look back at the history of what all they had gone through. And man, it, it's, uh, it's, it's so humbling every time <laughs> to think about, you know, the story that, that the people of God lived through um, and the, the expectations and the disappointments and the highs and the lows. And um, to me, it, it's such a humbling thing to, to look at the story of my life and know that it exists within this larger story. Like, and, and because, because I trust the God who's writing that story, I have reason to hope. Mm-hmm. And like my, my chapter of the story, like my 70, 80, 90 years, I don't know if I live that long. Like there might not, you know, I don't know what, what I'm going to see and what's going to happen, but I trust that, that the story is going to end well. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, I, I was super excited for that week too, because just, just to look back at what they'd gone through to remember, uh, the prophecies that had been given, uh, and to look at how Jesus fulfilled all of them. It was just, uh, it's, it's a really, really awesome thing. And it's, it's very humbling when you really start to think about it. Yeah. And, and when you start thinking that since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, when they sinned, mm-hmm. since the beginning of time, man has been groaning the world has been waiting yep. for that moment in a stable in the middle of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. it, and it's like, whoa, that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it not just gives us hope; it is our only hope, yep. which is which is just incredible. Uh, now I I told you even before this podcast I'd like to talk about some prophecy stuff yeah. because that's that uh, for me that has been an incredible thing to research but it's also I mean it gives strength to your faith and mm-hmm. 
uh, and is is a good reason why to believe and why to have hope. Yeah. And uh, and Jesus fulfills a ton right there just at his birth. Yep. Yeah, the amount of the amount of prophecy that Jesus fulfills just like you said, just by his birth being where it was, when it was, <laughs> yep. and uh, it, it's and sometimes skeptics skeptics will say, well, they wrote all this stuff after Jesus was. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, I mean we have manuscripts of of the Old Testament. I mean, going back, and this is not exact, but I mean, two or three hundred years yeah. before Jesus shows up, the Dead Sea Scrolls, I mean, are, are old enough, and there is hardly any uh, variation. Yes, there's a few differences in translation and things like that, but but not anything that would that would make you even even suggest that this story has somehow been fabricated or no this this is real stuff and Jesus like he said just at his birth fulfills so much yeah. <laughs> prophecy that's like hey, there, there's there's nobody else yeah. there's there's no other way yeah if you don't know the Dead Sea Scrolls are were found uh, by the Dead Sea they mm. were, were preserved amazingly it was by a group of uh, of of, of men and some women uh, who would go and they uh, they were running from persecution and they hid themselves in caves and they would write out manuscripts. Well, up in, until they found those in the 50s. Yeah. So, the yeah 50s or 60s or something like, like that. that. Middle of the 20th century. Yeah, had been, had been buried all that time and were incredible. They have the entire book of Isaiah, mm-hmm. which is... An Isaiah scroll, and it is almost word for word what we yeah. have in our book today. When I say almost, the changes are not right. major. They are, you know, instead of having a, you know, instead of, you know, maybe a word spelling or, you know, or uh, you the way that you would pronounce or, you know, write, you know, change a sentence for us and how yeah. they, nothing that would change. And it's right there. Isaiah 53 is right on target, which is the, one of the biggest messianic prophecies mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. So uh, an amazing group of scriptures. But the prophecies Jesus fulfilled at his birth are incredible and make it even just at his birth, not including his death, which fulfills dozens of other yeah. prophecies, but at his birth makes it almost impossible for it to be anybody else. Yeah. Uh, that he would be, um, that he would be born in Nazareth, that he would be called a Nazarene. He would be born mm-hmm. to a virgin. Uh, that he, uh, that he would go into, uh, that he would spend a time in Egypt, which mm-hmm. Jesus did. It's just thing after thing yep. after thing where it's like, you not one person can nail this. Yeah, and uh, and you. What's amazing is when they're writing this, when Luke, when Matthew, when they're writing this, this isn't so far away that people couldn't go and check these things. Right. You could still go, you could go to the temple mm-hmm. and they had a list of all the families mm-hmm. and Jesus's name was listed under there, under Joseph and Mary yeah. as their, as their firstborn son. And uh, that's exactly what Luke did. And yeah. it's like this this can't be made up. This right. is true. And even if they, a lot of times you have people want it specifically atheist or people who don't want to believe want it both ways in the yeah. sense of, they say, uh, they'll say, 
well, it's just a bunch of fishermen from, you uh, know, from the Middle East that, mm-hmm. you know, that they could they couldn't even read or write mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, but then at the same time, they're like, oh, but look at these. Like, they, they just went back and made up. It's like, right. no, <laughs> no, they, they didn't make this up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, and it is, when you really look into it, it's, it's, beautiful and, yeah. and it is is a story worthy of god yeah and the thing about it is it's like even even if even if the whole thing were a hoax even if there's no other story that i'd rather guide my life by yeah. which again this is that's that's the exact <laughs> reason why i say it can't be because it's even if it was there's no other story i'd rather be wrong about and yeah. it's uh, yeah. But the the amount of evidence, the amount of specifics within the gospels, yeah. um, things that that they wouldn't have known years later, things that they've said, oh no, that that couldn't be it. They they you know they yeah. they're lying in this. Look, we got them, and then they they dig up something out. You know, the yeah. Pontius Pilate. They for for years and years and years they said. Pontius Pilate wasn't real. Pontius Pilate wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't the prefect. And yeah. and then what do they dig up? They dig up a stone that has Pontius Pilate's name on there that says he built this beautiful building and it said for, for Pontius Pilate. It's like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that one was true, yeah. but... And it's right. like, uh, it's it's just amazing and how uh, how beautiful it is and how... Un, to me, undeniable mm-hmm. that this is a true story. If if you if you are honest and you are really looking, yeah, you will say this is undeniable. I can't even yeah. can't even deny it. Yeah, so it's a beautiful thing. And and so for me, it's like that's seeing how God has worked this out in the past. Like that is the reason for hope in the future. That is the reason for hope now. Um, and so yeah, that was that was such a fun week. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that I wish that I could have fit in that sermon that I just didn't have time for, but I could talk about fulfilled prophecy mm-hmm. for yeah, hours. hours. That is, it's one of my favorite subjects. It's one that I've I've looked at a lot and spent a lot of time in. Uh, and when you look at it, it's just it's awesome, mm-hmm. and it, and it does it gives you hope for what's to come and, yeah. and the promise the promises that were made in the old testament that they came true with jesus and the promises of the new testament knowing that they mm-hmm. will come true when jesus returns yeah. again and yeah. uh and that's awesome uh this past week was um was joy 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 <laughs> joy <laughs> and, the uh, joy 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 down, down in, in my heart where <laughs> uh so uh another awesome one we talked uh, talked about joseph mm-hmm. uh and and uh with the children's ministry we we talked about how uh, joseph's life was not did not go how it was ex- how how yeah. he expected it yeah uh it was not um not how he expected it and but it was even better than yeah. what he expected once he realized what it was yeah, and that that's, I mean, something that I think we all have to deal with is we all have our own expectations of how our life is going to go, and they're never met. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have our expectations of how our marriages are going to go or how our parenting is going to go or how our job is going to go, 
Um, we even got expectations of God. And that was, you know, something that, you know, really plagued the Pharisees after Jesus is older and he's doing his ministries. Like the Pharisees' expectation of God and God's Messiah were so much different than what actually happened that they missed out on the joy of having God in the flesh there with them. And who were the ones that figured it out? It's the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the sinners because, number one, they knew that they weren't worthy. They had no expectation that they were worthy of God. <laughs> and yet it's it's that very own uh, realization that, that I believe drew them to Jesus and drew Jesus to them. And so, you know, sometimes we have expectations of God that, that aren't biblical or aren't true. And so that can really get us off course. Um, but yeah, the thing, the stuff with Joseph, just about how he was able to, you know, be in the middle of, let's, I mean, let's just be honest, incredibly messy situation, an embarrassing situation. I mean, this, this girl that he's about to marry, Joseph's probably quite a bit older than her. I mean, she's young. He's this older man, got his life together. He's going to marry this girl. And then, oh no, she's pregnant. And it's with somebody else's. And, you know, people aren't going to believe their story either. Sure. Yeah, sure. God came and and uh-huh, and she's pregnant because, yeah. Mm-hmm. An incredibly embarrassing situation. And probably at times felt like, wait, this was true, right? Yeah. Like, I had to imagine that Mary and Joseph both were like, we this actually, this actually happened, happened, right? Like, yeah. we, because I, for me, I would have that, like... Okay, that this actually I actually did talk to an angel, right? Yeah. And Joseph. That dream actually did mean that Yeah. We're gonna like because you think, well, if if it came to me in a if an angel came to me in a dream, mm-hmm. then I would believe it a hundred and it's like, well that's easier said than yep. than done because yep. you start questioning it, especially look at the Israelites. They hadn't heard anything from God in four hundred years. Yeah. And they started questioning all of that and yep. and uh and put it getting letting other Ideas yep. fill in their mind. Yeah. So of, of who the savior should be. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, that again, going back to the going back to what you said about their expectations, the uh, going back to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm-hmm. I literally read a book two weeks ago about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. And throughout the whole Dead Sea Scrolls, their writings, non-biblical writings. They keep talking about uh, two messiahs because their idea was there had to be two messiahs because they they could only not had to be they could they could only in their minds work yeah. it out to have two messiahs and they would call it the the messiah son of David messiah son of of Joseph yeah and one was the suffering servant messiah Joseph yeah. just like Joseph was suffering and then the other was the kingly. Yeah, uh, Messiah, the one that would dominate and come and yeah. uh, and when you talk about better than expected, yep. that right there is is better than expected. They yep. they they couldn't. It was so much better that they couldn't even comprehend. This is all going to be in one person. Yeah, he will come, suffer and die in our place and take away our sins, take away the sins of the whole world, mm-hmm. and then also king and ruler for yeah. all time well that you think about that idea is like think about how we talk about Jesus' second coming his advent everybody and their brother thinks they've got it all figured out <laughs> and I mean but Paul says that 
we have no idea what God has in store for those who love him. And so it's like even our wildest expectations pale in comparison to what actually is going to be like. And so I think it, it's a reminder to like, the only thing we should expect is for God to be good yeah. <laughs> and for God to figure it out. And then just watch and see what happens Yeah, because he will. And it'll be so much better than anything we could think of. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually talked about this with Gary Engel this morning is, uh, we don't know. We don't. Yeah. We we <laughs> that it was so different than what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. I expect the same exact thing at yeah. the end times. Uh, it's going to be so different than what what we're expecting. And then we're we look back at the Pharisees and we think, oh, they look foolish for trying to figure, thinking yeah. that they had it figured out. And it's like, I don't want to look foolish. I'd rather say, I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to expect. I'm just going to put my trust in the Messiah. Yep. And, uh, and what a, uh, a, you know, that gives you hope that, you know, that, uh, that, that's, uh, a, just a beautiful picture of it. Yep. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome stuff. And, yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been really excited about these last couple of weeks, and I'm excited to to keep going. We're talking about love this week and and peace the next, and so I, I you know, it's uh, there's just so much contained in the early days of Jesus's life that mm-hmm. means so much, and I've really really enjoyed, especially this year for some reason, just really enjoyed being able to sit with it and, and walk through it a little bit. It's, uh, it's, it's been really meaningful for me this year. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm excited about this upcoming week with, uh, talking about the shepherds mm-hmm. and, uh, and love and that that's going to be, that's going to be a good one. And, and with the children, we're just, we're pushing so heavily with God came for everyone. Mm-hmm. And from the very beginning, Jesus, the, then angels pronounced that God came for everyone, yeah. it, you know, rich, poor, foreigners, yeah. Jews, he came for everyone. And yeah. it's like, wow, what a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. So, so like you said, not a, not a story I would rather, there's not a story out there that I'd rather base my entire life yeah. on. So, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, well, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, you can always send us in questions mm-hmm. or ask us questions on Sunday or if you have something you want us to talk about. Uh, we'd love we'd love to talk to you about. I would things. I would definitely send it in an email because if you ask me a question on Sunday, That's I will true. forget. That's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> even I if tell I, people that all the time. Even if I tell you I won't forget, <laughs> or I'm going to try really hard not to forget. <laughs> yeah. I'll forget. <laughs> yep. Yep. I tell people that all the time. So, but uh, we we appreciate you guys spending some time with us. We hope you have a great week, and we pray that God blesses you as you go throughout your week. Bye. Absolutely. Bye, guys.